Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I think we need to address something before we get to all your wonderful questions on the show. And just a heads up, there are no guests today. There are no phone calls today. You emailed a ton of great questions into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And as always, that's what we're doing here this Friday. The week's been heavy enough. Let's just get to your questions. And you can email during the show, by the way, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But first, I saw a lot of things yesterday about January 6th. As you know, we didn't talk about January 6th yesterday. We talked about all the major stories the communists didn't want us to talk about. But as I'm getting ready to go to bed last night, I decided to do another browse through the news and see what's out there. And of course, it was all the six this and six that and six this. And I saw the Democrats had the cast of Hamilton do a commemorative song. I saw, if you look this up, it's real. They did some weird candlelight vigil out in front of the Capitol. The Democrats did. I mean, they, they just, obviously they made it weird, right? They made it weird. And we on the right, just mocked them relentlessly. That's what I saw. I saw a lot of mocking for it, and they deserved every little bit of that mocking. That's so good. I encourage you at all times to mock communists every single chance you get. That's a good thing, right? Good. Mock away. Good. They hate it, too. It drives them crazy. But I also saw something else, and I want you to understand what's, what's, what's real versus what we want to be real. I saw a lot of this as I was going to bed last night from the right. This is so ridiculous. Nobody would believe it. Oh, gosh. This is, uh, look how stupid they make themselves look. Oh, no one's going to buy this. Pause for one second on that. I'm going to read you an article here. Well, I'm not going to read an article. That would be freaking boring. I'm going to highlight an article here. This is actually for wearethemighty.com. I have no idea whether that's a communist website or not, but I just did a quick browse right before the show because I wanted to make sure I had some of these in order. I'm going to tell you some of the things North Koreans believe. Remember, remember, we've talked a little bit about Korea already this week. North Korea fell under the Soviet Union's sphere of influence post-World War II, tried to take over South Korea, failed thanks to us, and now they are just simply one of the most horrific communist states in the, in the world. They're, they're, they're terrible. Kim Il-sung was the founder of it and a monster, a guerrilla leader, but a monster, a communist monster. And then his son after him was a monster. And now we have the current tubby sitting there and he's a monster too. There are ardent communists. They love communism and they're monsters. But I am going to read you some of the things North Koreans believe. One, North Korea made a video depicting 150,000 U.S. citizens taken hostage during the invasion of the South Korean capital, Seoul. North Koreans to this day believe when North Korea came south and invaded Seoul, they took 150,000 American citizens hostage. Oh, hold on, there's more. North Koreans today believe Kim Jong-un climbed North Korea's highest mountaintop wearing a long top coat and dress shoes. 
Keep in mind, it would be probably sub-20 below trying to climb North Korea's mountaintop. Oh, and by the way, they included a picture with it. So just want you to understand, they took him up to the mountaintop, uh, probably flew up there by Hilo if he could, but the air probably got too thin at some point. Then they would have loaded him in one of those insulated and warmed Arctic cat-type things. They found a way to get him up there bundled up, and then with a team of photographers, they quickly stripped him down to the long coat and took a bunch of pictures and then distributed that as fact to the North Korean people. I know you're laughing. You should be, but that's real. Okay, understand that's real. I'm not even done yet. North Koreans believe he called their soccer coach in the middle of a World Cup map with an invisible phone that he invented. Oh, you didn't know he invented an invisible phone. Yeah, oh, oh wait, Chris, there's more. This is we're coming up on my favorite one. This is my this is my personal favorite. Kim Jong Il, that's the father of the current guy, Kim Jong Il. This is by the way, this is you you can laugh. This is taught to children as fact in school. This is, this is taught to North Korean children. There are a lot of them believe this. Kim Jong-il had never golfed before. Had never golfed, but decided he was going to play one round. All right. He picked up a set of golf clubs after having never golfed before. And he played a championship 18 whole course. You know, so just like the pros. He shot 38 under par on his 18 whole course including five holes in one, five of them. He then threw the golf clubs away and never golfed again. He'd perfected it. You can laugh and roll your eyes. That's real. I could go on and on and on. There was recently a story here uh, about them inventing the burrito. They claim they invented the burrito. Yes, I know. They invented the hamburger. Uh, It's... It's a lot of that. I could I could go on and on and on. I could go through the whole thing. Well, what does this have to do with Democrats and yesterday and January 6th and all these things? The communist, you must understand, and this is hard for you to understand. It's hard for me to understand. The communist is without any moral grounding at all. No matter what your belief system is, you have some sort of moral grounding. Maybe that comes from uh, whatever your religion is. Maybe that comes from your parents or a father figure of some kind. Or, but you have some sort of moral grounding that keeps you from doing certain things. And we all have different ones, right? Some are more strict than others. Yours is probably a lot more strict than mine is. But you understand we all have something. Uh, don't murder, right? That's, that's a pretty general one. Murder's pretty frowned upon as it should be. You have that. I have that. Even Chris has that. The communist doesn't have any. There's nothing there. There's no moral grounding. And you, part of your moral grounding is shame. Remember, shame's not a bad thing. Shame can be used, obviously, poorly, but shame's a good thing. It's, it's kind of good to be ashamed. Why don't I? Uh, well, I'm walking down the sidewalk in Houston and I, I got to use the bathroom. Why don't I just unzip and pee right there on the sidewalk? Well, I mean, that would be embarrassing, right? That, that'd, be, that'd be a little bit. What if someone took a picture of me? Hey, look at Jesse. Oh, well, it must be cold. No, I'm kidding. But you understand what I'm saying. The communist doesn't have that. 
when you looked at all the absurd songs and candlelight vigils and everything else from yesterday, and you said to yourself, nobody believes this, the communist knows a lot of people believe it. A lot of people believe it. You won't. He knows he's never going to get you. He's not worried about getting everyone. He doesn't care about getting everyone. He's going to tell gigantic lie after gigantic lie after gigantic lie. And he knows he doesn't even have to get 50% of the population to believe his gigantic lies. If he simply gets a committed, moralist, rabid 20-30% to believe the crap he puts out all the time, he knows that is a path to achieve power. Yes, it's ridiculous, and we should mock them and point fingers and everything else we did. 100% yes. Mock these people until you don't have any mockery left, because that does drive them crazy. But do not be under the impression they're gigantic, stupid things they do that they're not effective. They are effective. Does every single person in North Korea believe that Kim Jong-il shot 38 under par? Of course not. There are, I'm sure, a huge percentage of North Koreans who hear that stuff and very much on the inside go, oh, brother, that's the dumbest thing ever. But a big percentage of them don't. A big percentage of them don't. All right, that's that's enough of that garbage, Chris. It is time for Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And this one, I'm going to read this one first because it's near and dear to my heart. You know what a chicken hawk is? What that term means? A chicken hawk is this. Somebody, a political leader of some kind, who demands, calls for other people to go to war And he doesn't go. I don't mind when people have differing opinions than me on foreign policy. But man, do I hate chicken hawks. We got a question from a veteran here, and I'll answer it next. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember you can email your questions into the show. Jesse at Jesse Kelly show.com. But Hey, I, I, I did address something real quick here before I get to this email about chicken hawks and get to your questions. I have, I've had a lot of people write in, call in about the Supreme court today. Well, the, the COVID it sounds like they're going to support the mandates because the, the, the Supreme court's hearing about COVID mandates right now. Let me give you my take on it. Why do you care? Not not that it's not a big deal. I understand a Supreme Court decision is a big deal. But listen, this is going to be hard for some people to accept. Nevertheless, what I'm about to say is 100% true, and you had better make your peace with it now, or the coming years are going to be just impossible for you. Some of your institutions... Most of your institutions are no longer legitimate institutions, and you don't owe them loyalty anymore. I don't care what the Supreme Court says today about whether or not OSHA can make me take a a vaccine. It doesn't matter to me at all, because no matter what, 
OSHA is never making me take a vaccine. And if the Supreme Court decides to, well, they, that they can do that, then the Supreme Court's no longer legitimate either. I am not a servant. I am free. You are free. America is different. And guess what? I wouldn't be saying this if we were in other countries, even countries like uh, the UK, you know, the countries you consider to be pretty free. They have different rules. America, we have rules and we know our rules. You are not a serf. You are not a servant. You're not just some peasant, some pleb, where some government institution can just decide, okay, let's trample on his rights. They don't get to do that here. You're free. What I've had people ask me, what are you going to do if they, if, they, if they decide the mandate is constitutional? Well, they're wrong and they can screw off. I'm still not taking it. That's what I'm going to do. I don't care what the Supreme Court has to say about it. It doesn't matter because I'm not doing it. Don't bow to these people. Don't feel like you have to bow to these people. Be free. All right? Yo, Jesse, how do we get a bill passed that if we go to war again, the Congress will be the ones leading the charge? Maybe at very least, their sons. I'm an Afghan and Iraq war veteran. All I want to do now is raise my family and be left out of all this international policing. Love the show, dude. It's the audio highlight of my day. Said I can say his name. It gets his wife mad when I say his name. So his name's Dan. (laughs) Well, one, Dan... Obviously, I, I don't know you, but I can pick up. I'm pretty sure every single person picked up from the tone. There's probably some lingering bitterness there over things you've had to do, things you did on behalf of your country. And let me just tell you, pal, I get it. I get it. I get it all the way. I remember I remember it like it was yesterday. You've heard me tell this story before, but I remember it like it was yesterday. We went down to Kuwait to get ready to invade Iraq, because this was before the Iraq war actually had officially started. And so we were staging in Kuwait. We were doing a bunch of training and stuff there. And then, boom, President Bush declared war. And my Marine unit, we take off in our Amtraks towards the Iraqi border and get ready to go you know, kill a bunch of Iraqis and invade, invade Iraq. And I'll, I'll never get the time frame right. Just the whole thing was one big blur in a, in a lot of ways. But I think it was only a week into the conflict, maybe a week into that war, we were fighting our way up through Iraq. And, yeah, we're a bunch of infantry Marines. We're all flying American flags, baby. Guys have American flag tattoos. Uh, you're, you're dang proud of your country, right? Young Marine, you're dang proud of your country. And we're flying big American flags from the Amtraks. I mean, seriously, we're Americans, of course, obviously. And I will never ever, ever forget. I've long said it's the most revealing moment of my life. I will never forget the moment when orders came down that we were all supposed to take down our American flags and put them away. And I don't know if I can properly get it across here, but the collective change in the mood from then on was palpable. The, the anger we felt the disgust we felt, we're all looking around saying, wait a minute, I'm, I'm over here getting shot at and I, I can't fly my flag? I, I love my country. That's why I joined. I would die for it. I'm not allowed to fly my flag because it might offend somebody? Well, then what are we doing here? 
Why are people dying then? Why? And as you can tell, I haven't let it go. I'll never let it go. But that was quite a revealing moment for me. Um, you're an Iraq and Afghanistan veteran. You did a heck of a lot more than I did. I just did one tour in Iraq. I came back. I got out. My four years was up. So you've you've got a lot more of that than I do in there. Just let it go. As best I can tell you. That's one. Two. I deeply, deeply despise the modern concept that political leaders never go fight and die and bleed in the wars they campaign for. And their sons don't either. You've heard me rail on the Romney family before. I'll do it again. I don't mind that Mitt Romney has a much different foreign policy than I do. I'm much more non-intervention. He wants to go boots on the ground everywhere. That in a vacuum wouldn't bother me. It, however, bothers me a great deal that Mitt Romney never served a day in uniform and he has 9,000 kids and not one of them ever did either. Okay, so you're anxious for other people to go get killed? But you could never be bothered? And remember this. This is a modern concept. This is a modern concept. It was not like this before. The guys in, uh, of, of the older world... Would never have dreamt of this. I mean, everyone knows Winston Churchill. Certainly, everyone listening to the sound of my voice knows who Winston Churchill is. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna act like you're some idiot who doesn't know who he is. But when you picture Winston Churchill, what do you picture? You know, the guy, glass of whiskey in his hand, cigar in between his fingers, giving some great speech somewhere, maybe giving off some snappy one-liner. That's how you picture Winston Churchill. But before he was that guy, Winston Churchill was on horseback with a sword in his hand, killing people. Winston Churchill was getting shot at. That's how it was always supposed to be. Now, we have a bunch of chicken hawks who order other men to go die for causes they're not willing to die for. And that will always bother me. Alright, someone wants to know, get vaccinated or work from home? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Golly, you know, people really, really are anxious about this Supreme Court decision on the COVID mandates, and I get it. I get it. But listen, I want you to listen to this person. I want you to listen to this person. I know you've heard it before, and we're going to have a discussion. By and large, if you're vaccinated and boosted, even if you get infected, you're going to be fine here. It's the unvaccinated who are going to be hurt. So why should anyone who is boosted bother to do anything that makes the unvaccinated more safe? Well, look, I want us to act as a community. I want us to act as a team. When you're fighting a war... You need all hands on deck. I don't want to reject those who still haven't done the right thing. I'll condemn them. I'll shame them. I'll blame them. But I don't want to exclude them. They've got to come around. We can't win this war. We're going to be talking about COVID this time next year if we don't get more people to do the right thing. So we can't write them off. We can penalize them more. We can say, you're going to pay more on your hospital bill if you weren't vaccinated. You can't get life insurance or disability insurance at affordable rates if you aren't vaccinated. Those companies should not treat us as equals in terms of what the financial 
burdens are that that disease imposes. So I can think of a number of ways in which we should say, mm-hmm. here's the stick, get on board. Here's the stick. I see a lot of people today worried about what the Supreme Court says. And I understand, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not cold to the fact people have jobs, people have to make a living. I get it. I get it. And you know, I'm, I don't care if you got vaccinated. That's not my business. It's not my business at all. It's not, I don't care. I didn't. I don't care what you did. That's fine. It's not a war between vaccinated and unvaccinated. And if you're one of these people, I get these emails all the time. Jesse, I did it. My employer made me. I'm mad about it. Man, don't beat yourself up over it. You do what you have to do to provide for your family. You've got to provide for your family. Kiddo's got to eat. Wife's got to eat. Probably a gross salad, but the wife has to eat. I, I get it. There's, there's, I'm, there's no judgment here. I'm not sitting on some high and mighty throne looking, my, looking down my nose at you you idiots who got vaccinated. Not, not that at all, man. Life's hard. Bill's, Bill's got to get paid. I get it. But the stick? How many times have you heard these guys? Bill de Blasio did this all the time to you. You remember. Oh, well, hey, look, we tried to be nice at first, but now, look, I got to hit you. Chris, do you have that Bill de Blasio? But Chris is going to dig up. I'm sorry to, sorry to give you PTSD, but Chris is going to dig up that Bill de Blasio stuff. Look, I tried the carrots. It's time for me to hit you. Here he is. Human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So a mandate helps people to realize it's time. FDA final approval on Pfizer said. Stick? Did you just did you just try to offer me a stick? You don't get to use a stick on me. I'm a free American. Put your stick away and be careful with it. You don't get to use a stick on me. I'm an American citizen. You're an American citizen. And any government institution that tries to take away your rights is no longer a legitimate institution. So no, I don't care what the Supreme Court rules. The answer is still no. In fact, again, remember, I just was a wait-and-see guy. Let me clarify for for anyone who doesn't, doesn't know where I stand on this. I realize I have to keep remembering we have a bunch of new listeners for the show. I didn't get the vaccine, and there were a couple different reasons for it. One. It wasn't an anti-vaccine stance. I don't trust anything new. I don't buy anything new. And and Chris knows this well about me. I don't run out and buy the new phone. I I don't go out and buy the new TV model. Oh, look, there's a fancy new car. I don't get anything new. And that includes medical treatments. I'm I'm not one of these people who needs to be one of the first ones in. Look, I'm the first one who got it. I would rather sit and watch and wait. I don't join the new social media site. Everyone's got to switch. I'm going to sit, I'm going to watch, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to see how it works out. I don't do new. So that was my stance originally. And then this is what I saw, and it was really creeping me out. In almost every disease I can think of, if you talk to doctors and nurses, there are multiple ways to treat it. There are multiple ways to attack it. I mean, uh, cancer. I hate to even bring up the word because every single person, every single person on this earth seems to have been touched by cancer in some way, some way. I mean, I just lost my, well, not just, but I lost my grandma to it. It's just everyone, everyone has that. I have, I've had immediate family members just go through treatments for it. It's just, everyone has it, but it's a great, it's a great example. How many different ways are there to treat cancer? A bunch. Wouldn't it creep you out if you 
let's say, and I don't want, obviously don't want this. If you were diagnosed with cancer and you approached your doctor and said, okay, um, what should we do? And the doctor says, all right, well, I think chemotherapy. And you say, okay, well, I heard radiation, only chemotherapy. Okay. Uh, all right. That's a little weird. All right. Let's forget about radiation. Is there any way we could possibly do a surgery? Only chemotherapy. Uh, all right. I, uh, that weirds me out. Why did all other forms of treatment get shouted down and shut down immediately? Immediately. Doctors stopped prescribing it. To this day, doctors have had to be sued into prescribing some of these things to bring people back. So that creeped me out. Already. All right. So now... I was just going to watch and wait. Now I'm a little creeped out. Now I want to see how it works. And about the time it started fading for people, apparently it lasts about six months and starts fading away before you need another booster for it. About the time it started fading for people, people started mandating it. Joe Biden starts mandating it. Well, now I'll be honest. Now I'm never getting it just because of that. And I don't care what kind of word you use to try to shame me into getting it because that's childish. Or No, 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 no. I do not kneel for tyrants. I do not bow. You try to make me do something, now you better send a team of dudes in here to hold me down if you want me to get it because you'll never make me get it now. So that's my stance on it. But I also don't judge. I've had several immediate family members who have gotten it. A lot of people, you write me all the time, had to get it with their employer or thought you should get it pre-existing conditions. There's no judgment here. I, I, I don't care about that. But I have a major, major, major issue, major issue with being forced to get something that I don't want to get. That creeps me out big time. Plus, I'm 40 and uh, obviously quite a Greek god, Chris. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm 40 I'm not obese. I don't have uh, emphysema. I don't have any pre-existing lung conditions. And I can read data. I'm not at significant risk for COVID. Plus, I've already had it. I'm naturally immune anyway. So I'm just not getting it. But let's say you're one of these people who did. You saw what happened already? Moderna's already out there recommending a fourth booster. Germany, you're no longer considered vaccinated if you've only had two shots. Israel's already moved on to their fourth booster. If you've just had three, no more. Sorry, Chris. I mean, are you watching? Are you blindly doing whatever they tell you to do? When's the last time you had to get four shots in the course of a year for a vaccine? That sounds more like rabies shots instead of a vaccine. When's the last time you had to do something like that? And again, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. And I'm not going to judge you. Not now, not ever. You got it? Fine. Maybe, you, maybe you're still scared. Maybe you still trust it. That's fine. But make sure at all times, at all times, you're watching and you're thinking for yourself. We have to get to the age now. Maybe this is natural for you. Maybe it's not natural for you, and that's fine. It's kind of how God made you. But we have to get to the age now where you have to think for yourself, and we have to be at that age because the institutions that hold up our country are rotted and corrupt and wrong. You can no longer trust the information our institutions are giving you, so you must watch and wait and research and think for yourself. All right. That's enough of that. I'll finally get back to my emails here in just a second. But another thing, thinking for yourself. Did you believe 
Janet Yellen and Biden and these types when they told you inflation was transitory? Oh, it's just temporary, guys. It won't last. I know you didn't believe that. I didn't believe it either. Well, now they've just stopped lying about that portion because it's here to stay. And not every month, not every, every, every few months, every day, the value of your dollar goes down. Call Oxford Gold Group. They will deliver gold to your front door. And again, I love this. It's not a piece of paper saying you have some gold somewhere. Oh, we're keeping it for you, I promise. You call Oxford Gold Group. They're so easy to work with. You call them. They will deliver gold to your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. I promise. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. The Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, get that Bill de Blasio thing ready again. Look, I feel like messing with people today. I'm a bad person. I want to give everyone PTSD just hearing the sound of his big, oafy, stupid voice. But in all seriousness, it the, the stick, the, these guys, who do they think they are? Human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So a mandate helps people to realize. <laughs> Gosh, the stick. What a jerk. All right. Let's move on. It's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You know what? No, Chris. No. I'll tell you what I need before we move on. I want you to play that pastor from a year ago. Do you remember this from a year ago? We're going to keep doing little blasts from the past to just just, just recognize how ridiculous these American communists are. You remember this uh, Democrat pastor from last year? We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. <laughs> a man and a woman. What an idiot. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. All right. Questions. Questions. Let's do this. Jesse, which option would you pick? Get vaccinated so you can go into the office, stay unvaccinated, and work from home because you're not allowed in the office. Which one would you choose? I would work from home. I- I, look, I told this story. I've told it a couple times. This is gonna. I, I, this might be the last time I tell it. I don't know, but let's just be frank about this. It's just you and me talking here. I've heard from a lot of doctors and nurses, a lot privately, almost always privately, because you can't say anything publicly now. You lose your job. This is what they tell me about the vaccine, and you're gonna have to make your own choices in life. All right, this is what they say. It absolutely will lessen the severity of the COVID symptoms. All right. They, they all say that. Every one of them. These are people I trust. It will lessen the severity of the COVID symptoms. However, there are serious side effects for some people. Serious side effects. That doctor I talked to in Florida backed up exactly what I've been told time and time again. Something about, I'm not a scientist or a doctor. I'm just going off what I've been told. That vaccine for men goes right to their hearts. Why do you think so many professional soccer players are having to retire at the age of 25 lately? Do you think that's an accident? And that vaccine for women goes right downstairs. 
They're already talking about potential uh, fertility issues, significant fertility issues. I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm telling you doctors I trust who aren't anti-vaccine, by the way. Remember, they're the ones who said it'll lessen the severity of symptoms. They're telling me that. You've got to weigh your own odds. I'm 40. I'm not obese. I don't have emphysema. Uh, so I'm not getting, why would I risk heart problems when I'm, I'm not at a high risk profile of getting severe COVID? I could get it, but I'm not at a high risk profile. Now, look, I'll be honest with you. Set all the mandate stuff aside because now I'll never get it. But if there were no mandates or any of that other stuff, if I was 65 years old with emphysema and I weighed 375 pounds, I'd probably take it. I, I Honestly, I probably would. Now, especially early on, I probably would have done it. I, I, I'm, But that's not me. I can't tell you what to do. You have to weigh your own stuff. I would say by this point in time, no matter where you stand on it, I'm a little weirded out that it apparently continues to wear off in six months. One shot, then two shots, and up, wore off again. Got to get a booster. Oh, no, the booster wore off. Come on back for another one. Uh, Okay, I'm not going to be doing it all the time, and apparently people have to do it all the time. So there, there's that. Dear Shed Building Menu Whisperer, What's your favorite winter comfort food? I'm partial to chili, but would love to get your thoughts. Favorite winter comfort food. One, I don't know that I'm qualified to give you a winter comfort food now because I live in Texas and we don't necessarily have a winter. I'm looking outside. right. Don't point outside, Chris. It's 50 degrees and Chris has, I kid you not, Chris is in a flannel. He's in a flannel like we're Eskimos at this point. It's fine, Chris. So that doesn't count as winter. But I did, as you knew, I grew up in Montana. I'm I'm a mac and cheese guy, man. I am such a mac and cheese freak. And in case you're wondering if I have a homemade recipe, yeah, it's called Kraft Mac. All right. And if I'm feeling really gourmet, we we warm up some wieners and we chop up the wieners in there and we have mac and weenies. Oh gosh, it's so delicious! Dang it, I'm getting hungry now just thinking about it. Now that said, I just eat that because I'm white trash and it's who I am. I love a good homemade mac and cheese. Oh, but it's down in Texas, especially you got all these Texas women can and Southern women can cook, man. Southern women in general they can cook. I guarantee. You know what? I bet you money, Chris. Today, I bet you tonight before the show's over, we will have emails with recipes from Southern women for their homemade mac and cheese. I bet, and you know what, ladies? Those emails are more than welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But if you get some woman who really knows how to make a good homemade mac and cheese, oh, gosh, I love it. I wish it was better for you. I mean, half the time, I only put the wieners in there so I'll have some freaking protein. <laughs> so I'll have some sort of protein. And when you're going with hot dogs as the healthiest part of the meal, probably not doing that great. So I do wish it wasn't just pure carbs, but oh, dude, I'm I'm a mac and cheese man. Now that said, oh boy, I'm going to make so many people mad with this. I don't mind chili. You know I'm not a soup guy. I, I think it's ridiculous. It's, the, so, it's somehow having an identity crisis is caught between a drink and a food. I just don't like soup. 
I don't mind chili, especially if you get a good garlic bread to dip it in. Oh, garlic bread and chili, the best thing in the world. Try, you've never done it, Chris? Oh, trust me on that. And then at some point in time, you'll just be sopping up what's left of the chili with the garlic bread. Oh, gosh, it's delicious. But here's my problem with chili. I love it. You know, I love the meat and the onions and all and all that stuff. I love so good heat on it. Get some spice in there. Beans are gross. Beans are disgusting. But you don't want to be the guy at the chili cook-off. I mean, this is Texas. There's a chili cook-off every other day here somewhere. The church is going to have one. The school's going to have one. Everyone's going to have a chili cook-off. You don't want to be the guy. It's like me complaining about allergies. You don't want to be the guy who complains about allergies. Who wants to be the guy at the chili cook-off that says, do we have anything beanless? It just sounds so wrong. So I don't partake in very much chili. There. Look, I said it. I said it. All right, someone wants to know, Heavy D or Mike Pompeo or Donald Trump? We'll talk about that here in just a second, and we'll get to all your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Remember, you can email jesse at jessekellyshow.com and get those in. But first, fellas, it's easy to just neglect your health. And you know I'm not lecturing you. I, I, look, I just talked about mac and cheese and weenies. I, I'm not the model of health. But I also know I'm not 20 anymore. I'm 40. I'll be 50 before you know it. As you get older, testosterone levels go down. Testosterone levels as a society as a whole are plummeting right now. And we cannot afford a society full of men with boobs. We must be strong men so we can lead this country. I love Chalk. C-H-O-Q.com. Chalk. It's an American company. They sell natural Herbal supplements. Again, not some injection in your body. Natural herbal supplements. I take two every day. I take Chalk Daily and Tongcat 100. Go to Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use the promo code JESSE, and that gets you 50% off. Jesse Kelly show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Chris, I can't stop laughing about that pastor from a year ago. Amen. And a woman. <laughs> These people are such idiot clowns. Gosh. All right. Back to the emails. I'm going to, I'm getting to some of these emails tonight, Chris. Yeah, I am. I'm getting to a lot more of them than I normally do. I'm focused. I'm, I'm, I'm basically king focus, Chris. In fact, that's that's going to be a new nickname, King Focus. Yes, it is. King that's a good one. That's a it's just like the Shogun. Shogun. I know the consensus for 2024 is Heavy D, but what about Mike Pompeo or is he a DC swamp creature? If so, blessed to be answered on the show, you can say my name. His name is Jacob. All right. Well, a couple things. I don't know that Heavy D is the consensus in 2024. I think we have to accept something here. I mean, accept it. You shoot. You may be cheering for it. I don't know. Ron DeSantis is—he's been outstanding. There's no question about it. And the people I trust who know him say he's the real deal. Uh, you know, I'm very honest about my personal biases. When I have somebody I'm close with, uh, one of these politicians, and I'm friends with him, I'm honest about it. Like Cruz, you know, I, I tell you, I'm friends with Cruz. Am I going to come on this radio station and rip my friend? Not in a million years. Now, will I call or tell him privately if I have an issue with him? You bet. Publicly? Never. I don't do that to my friends. Not in a million. Don't ask. I'm the guy who comes to bail you out of jail without asking what you did first when you call me in the middle of the night. 
And you can say that's wrong. That's what, Maybe it is wrong. But that's my code. A man has to, has, a, has to have a code. I would tell you if I knew Heavy D. I'm honest when I know one of these guys. I don't. I don't know him from Adam. I've never said one word to him. I've gotten to know his press secretary, Christina Pushaw, pretty well. She seems pretty cool, but I don't, I don't know him. People I trust who do know him say he's the real deal. He's been an awesome leader. He seems to be the one in the GOP who actually understands what time it is, the, the, the struggles we're facing right now as a nation, what it's going to take to take on the communists. Okay, so I'm so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. couple things, though, you have to, you have to understand. One, I do not worship politicians. I don't fall in love with any of them. Not one. They're all just men. They're all flawed. They're all going to screw up somewhere along the way. I don't wave anyone's pom-poms, even Donald Trump. And I ended up thinking Donald Trump was an outstanding president. I don't wave Donald Trump's pom-poms. You've heard me come on here and be critical of him before and probably will again if he screws something up. I don't wave pom-poms. But I think people who study politics, who follow politics for a living, people like you, people like me, we are in a bubble and sometimes we forget about that bubble. And here's what I mean by that. If I, and I actually may well do this. You know what? If I end up doing this tonight, Chris, remind me, I'm going to report back on this on Monday. I think we're supposed to get together with all of our neighbor friends tonight. When I get off the air, get to go home, hang out with the kiddos. And then I think the wife and I are just going to get together with the neighbors. I don't know. Look, they're boring white people stuff. We're going to play board games and all this other stuff. It's nothing exciting. Believe me. Have a couple of Bud Heavies call tonight. But remember, I, I don't live in D.C. or New York. I don't hang out with political people. I just hang out with normal people. I am, I'll remember too, because now it's going to pop into my head. I'm going to ask them tonight, who here knows Ron DeSantis? I think you're going to be shocked at the answer I bring back to you on Monday. You are in a bubble. I am in a bubble. And it is important that we always understand we are in bubbles. You follow politics. Anyone who follows politics is going to know Ron DeSantis. People who don't, don't know who that is. Or maybe they've, maybe they've heard of him or something like that. They certainly haven't heard the sound bites of him you get on this show or the video bites I play on my TV show. Remember, I have a TV show every single night, 9 p.m. Eastern on the first TV. I play video of Ron DeSantis. They don't know. I understand that it's easy if you follow politics to say, oh, the consensus is heavy D. Clearly, we've moved on from Trump. It's heavy D, baby. You go talk to 10 normal people who don't follow politics like you or me. They're going to tell you Donald Trump is the most popular Republican. They want Donald Trump back. Donald Trump is the most popular Republican in America by a mile. Hardcore political followers like you, like me. We don't decide primaries. The guy, he, oh, he votes every time, but he doesn't really watch. I don't know. I'll be watching the game tonight. Is there something going on? That guy, sadly, that's the guy who makes the political decisions. That's, yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't want you to be caught in this bubble or shocked if Trump runs again and Heavy D runs. And I'm told, I am told, by the way, by my people who know Heavy D, that he will not run against Donald Trump. So I don't think we're going to see some heavy D versus Donald Trump primary. But if they were to square off, I think Donald Trump would probably crush him. 
and I think people who follow politics for a living, I think they'd be shocked by that and they shouldn't. We have to, it's not as if we can pull ourselves out of our bubble. I mean, you have a bubble for a reason. I mean, you surround yourself with the people who are interested in the things you're interested in. They talk about the things you want to talk about. So we kind of create our own bubbles, don't we? But Donald Trump is the most popular Republican by a mile. Now, if Trump doesn't get in, and I'm still not convinced he's getting in at all, but if Donald Trump doesn't get in, I could see heavy D. The question was Mike Pompeo. I don't know. I don't know. Been in Washington, D.C. a long time. Makes me nervous. I don't have anything against actually Mike Pompeo, and I'll tell you, I do know a few people now, having done this for a few years, I've not really heard anybody bagging on Mike Pompeo, telling me he's a snake, telling me I, I haven't gotten that from people who know him, from people who know the area. I don't know Mike Pompeo well enough to say yay or nay. I, they all end up disappointing you at some point in time. He's been there for a long time. I'll tell you what, he was pretty good under Trump, man. Mike Pompeo was pretty dang good under Trump, was he not? Chris, do you have it? I love this clip of Fauci. I don't know why. You're going to want to put this in the bank forever. I'm, I'm never going to stop enjoying this. We had a collaboration with some Chinese, com, uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Communists? Why don't you just come out and say it? Why don't you just come out and say it? What, what's going on, Doc? You know, what's the problem? We had to collaborate with some Chinese com, uh, scientists. <laughs> Gosh. Dear comrade in arms. Should military service be mandatory for every American 18-year-old? Says it's okay if I say his name. His name is Dave. There aren't a ton of issues I'm wishy-washy on. There are probably two that I can think of. I, I feel, I mean, I'm not saying I'm right about everything, even though I am, Chris. I'm not saying I'm right about everything. There just aren't a bunch of issues I'm wishy-washy on. I've I've done as much reading as I can do and looked into them, and I feel like I've landed pretty close to where I want to be on most of the issues. There are two, though, I go back and forth. First, it's capital punishment. I can't ever get to a final position on it. You tell me, hey, Jesse, the government is disgusting and corrupt and stupid and executes innocent people and has done so several times throughout history and shouldn't have the power to execute people, I will tell you, you know what? You're absolutely right. Let's do away with the death penalty. This government can't be trusted with this. And then I read some story about some, I just read it uh, a couple days ago, some lady sold her five-year-old daughter, stepdaughter, to her boyfriend who then, I mean, I'm not going to go into the details of it. The kid did not survive. You're going to tell me that lady shouldn't be hung up by her toenails? Dropped in the middle of the Pacific Ocean in a vat of sharks? Yeah, I mean, I'll volunteer. I'd do it myself without hesitation. I, I would actually, it would be a pleasure for me. I'd sleep like a baby that night. I can't come to it on capital punishment. I don't know. I don't know. And another part is this. Mandatory military service. Now let's set... For the sake of argument here, let's set aside our current military because I, I have been honest about this before. I, for almost my entire life, up to probably, honestly, a year ago, I would have told my sons if they came to me and said, hey, dad, I want to do what you did. I want to join the Marines. I would say, man, yeah, yeah, go. It's tough. Go. Grow up. 
get tougher, learn some valuable life lessons. That's you know, serve your country. It's an, it's a good thing. I would have done it with all this vaccine mandate garbage now. With all the now you see them, they're running around boot camp with masks on and all this just absolute insanity. And I see how Biden is treating anybody. I mean, you remember the stand down to tackle white supremacy. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would want my sons to join. Look, when they're 18, they're going to do what they were going to do. What they're going to do. So it's not like I can let them or not let them. That's not going to be my call. So let's let's set let's set our current military aside. Okay, let's just 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 brush that aside. Let's deal with now. Let's say our military was normal. Should every American be forced to serve? I will answer that in just a second. But first. You know Mike Lindell at MyPillow? You know he's been fighting for you and fighting for me for two years now? Well, for longer than that. Not only is this guy, not only does he have a great story of redemption, coming back from drug addiction, giving his life to Christ, builds this wonderful American company where they sell, I mean, the best products. That's the thing. Their stuff is amazing. Not only does he have this story, he's chosen to dive into politics and fight for our values. How many corporations out there fight for your values? Not many. I mean, most of them fight against your values. That's just the way it is now. Mike Lindell doesn't. My pillow doesn't. And so, yes, they have an incredible deal right now. Their Giza Dream Sheets, oh gosh, the best sheets on earth. For a limited time, they're buy one, get one free. You got to go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE. They're buy one, get one free. But remember... That's putting your money where your morals are. You're not just getting two sets of great sheets. You're putting your money where your morals are. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. I felt so good. Like anything it is the Jesse Kelly Show, and as a reminder... If you missed any part of the show, which I don't, I couldn't imagine anyone misses any part. What, Chris? You can download the whole thing on iArt, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Remember on iTunes, this is critically important. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. As you can see, there's over a thousand of them at this point in time, and they're so funny. That <laughs> still, It still makes my day when a friend or family member who's never really gone to check out the, the comments finally goes and looks at them, and they start writing me about it. And they say, D- hey, have you seen the podcast? I don't... Have you seen the comments? I thought it was a radio show. Why are they all commenting on your looks? <laughs> it's so vain and hilarious. Oh, speaking of vain and hilarious, I'm going to get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse question here in a minute. Have you ever seen, any, you know those old world portraits, right, of the, of the generals on the, the generals on horseback or you know, with all the medals on their chest or, or a king in a throne, those kind of portraits? There are apparently a bunch of different companies out there. Quit shaking your head, Chris. There are a bunch of different companies out there that they'll make that of you. You send them a picture of yourself, and they'll essentially come up with a portrait of you on horseback. Well, you know they're building us this uh, fancy new studio, and that's going to bring back the, the history podcast and whatnot. But they're building us this fancy new studio and make our lives a little bit easier. And they, they keep telling me, how easy I am to work with because I don't care about anything. They're like, well, what color do you want? The-? I'm like, I don't care. 
Well, do you need anything special? No, I need a, a chair and a microphone. It's fine. I don't need anything. Well, what about this desk design? I don't care. I don't care. Put a desk in there. It doesn't matter to me. But they said, well, do you have anything you do want? And I Actually, I did. I had, I'm a bit of a celebrity, so I had three demands, Chris. I had three strict demands, Chris. One, and this, this was probably the most important thing. One, I need a long couch. See, I know, I know what you... I know you know I'm super skilled. I have a lot of really, really important skills. Maybe my best skill, though, I'm one of the top five nappers on the planet. On the planet. I would say I'm number one, but I mean, how do you measure that? I'm assuming there are other greats out there. Let me just give you a little brief example on what a napper I am. This is, this is who I am. Took the wife to Las Vegas one time with another buddy and his wife. We we're just going to catch a show, one of those weirdo shows. I've been dragged to Celine Dion. Don't, don't, I don't want to talk about it, Chris. I don't want to talk about it, but I've been dragged to various things like that with the wife. We, either way, we went up to Las Vegas. Didn't have a super late night or anything like that. Took her to a show. This is back when I was living in Tucson. It's like an hour-long flight from Tucson to Vegas. So it was a real easy flight, Southwest, real cheap. We go to the airport the next day. And we're getting ready to fly home. No, it's a two-hour flight. It's a two-hour flight. We're getting ready to fly home. And they had a Dunkin' Donuts, I think it was, in the airport. Definitely a donut shop. I'm almost positive it was Dunkin'. I go up to Dunkin' as we're waiting to get on our plane, and I get a large cup of coffee. Large cup of black coffee like a man, but I get a large cup of coffee. I start sipping on my coffee and sipping on my coffee. They let us on the plane. We board. We get seated. They're doing the final prep, getting ready to take off, and I finally finish this large cup. You know how big those cups of coffee are, this huge cup of black coffee. Stewardess comes down the aisle. Uh, she's grabbing trash, so I give her my trash. I tell her thank you. I then, I, no, I just finished this coffee. I hand it to her. I then sit back, lay my head back, boom, out. The next thing I know, we're landing in Tucson and I'm awake. When I say I'm an incredible napper, I'm world class. World class. That's one. So I wanted an extra long couch in the new studio so I can just go take napskis anytime I want. It's the best. Oh, on another brief side note on this, I don't know how I got sidetracked on this. It's Friday. We can talk about whatever. The wife hates it. And this is because the wife can't nap. She wants to nap. We'll be in a situation where she's tired. I'm tired. Be it Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Hey, you want to go take a nap? We'll both go in there to take a nap. I lay down. Boom, gone. Snoring a little bit. So she just lays there and stares daggers into me because she can't, she can't nap at all. <laughs> all right. So that's one of my super important celebrity demands for the new studio. The other part was a fridge. A gigantic fridge, not one of those little mini beer fridges either. We need a full fridge stocked with waters and Gatorades and some butt heavies. We need a full freezer. We need frozen pizzas and the little frozen taquito things, Chris. And I'll tell you something else we're going to get. Ego waffles. Ego waffles. Don't sneer at ego waffles. Are those not kosher or something? It's fine. What We need ego waffles. Totally underrated. Get some ego waffles in there. Some pizza rolls. Everyone loves pizza rolls. I need my own bottle of ranch. Well, I don't need to go into all the details. We need a full fridge. I, I have plans, as you can imagine, huge important plans for the full fridge. Lastly, 
I told him I wanted one of those portraits. One of the ones of me as I, I, I haven't even picked out which one yet. One of me as some general or some king sitting on a throne. And not only am I going to get it put in the studio, <laughs> I'm going to have it be gigantic. And basically right when you walk in the door. So all these uh, all these fancy schmancy corporate types from iHeart are going to fly in. You know, They want to fly in and see the studio. And they're going to walk in and there's going to be some obnoxious painting of myself. <laughs> Walking in the entrance. Gosh, I can't wait. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> all right. All right. Focus, Chris. Dang it. Back to the question. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. It's Friday, Chris. It doesn't matter. The question was mandatory military service for every American. Again, we're setting aside this nutball military we have now. Let's pretend like the military was normal. I go back and forth on this. One... I don't think it's right for a free country for the government to point at their citizens and say, you have to sign up and serve. Seems like government's forcing people to do something. Doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem free. On the other hand, countries that have this, countries like Israel, for instance. No, I'm not giving you a shout out, Chris. Countries like Israel, they have some very, very, very mature young people. They, they have some put together young people. How many 18, 19, 20-year-olds do you know today? They can't change a tire. They can't budget. They can't do basic things. Now, you can call that a failure of parenting, and it sure is, but still. Yikes, right? All right, so there. There's my wishy-washy answer. All right, somebody wants to know about a military purge going on right now. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. I love that song. That's that's Ted Nugent, baby. Ted Nugent. What, Chris? What? It is an eight-minute song. It, it look. It does. The song does. It it violates one of my main rules for life. And I've, I'm actually in the middle of trying to teach. I'm going to get back to your emails here on the Jesse Kelly show in a second. I'm in the middle of teaching my youngest son that this rule. My youngest son is Luke. He's one of these just charming people. He just, he's funny and he's smart. He's 11. He could sit down at a table full of adults and you wouldn't be like, ha ha ha, the kid's here. You would genuinely enjoy his company. He's just that type of guy. He'd come up with lines that make you laugh like he's just good. But because he's 11, he hasn't lived enough life yet to know when to turn it off. Doesn't know when to turn it off. That's not his fault. I was the same way. You just got to know when to turn it off. And I've been trying to explain to him, always better to leave the party five minutes early than five minutes late. Always better to tell that joke one times less rather than one time more. Always better to leave them wanting a little bit more than saying, oh my gosh, I wish he'd get out of here. Be the house guest who stays for half a night and leaves when they're begging you to stay over instead of the house guest that stays for five days and now they hate your freaking guts. Huge, huge difference. Songs make that thing too. That is a good point about Stranglehold. Right there, that little 10, 15 second thing, that was a great jam. After eight minutes, eh, I got to go warm up some pizza rolls. Dear Oracle, 
The attempt to wokeify the military and the attempt to use the vaccine mandates to purge the military of of conservative works parallel to Democrats' increasing embrace of tyranny. Would only a woke army enforce the communist agenda? Is there a nonpartisan military? One of the is the nonpartisan military one of the last bulwarks against tyranny of a would-be dictator? Best of wishes. Well, yes, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. What you see happening right now, not just with the military, with the FBI and with police forces across the country, is very, very, very intentional. Understand? Remember our story yesterday? In case you missed it, I did a story on the. Uh, I did a little history bit yesterday on the Reichstag fire when Hitler and his Nazis were trying to gain total power in in Germany and they couldn't quite get there, so they burnt down their own Reichstag allegedly. So they could blame it on their political opponents and use that as an excuse to go attack them and destroy their political opponents. But what was one of the main keys, one of the main keys to that Reichstag fire? You remember yesterday, the Nazis had been given control of the interior, which gave them control of the country's police forces. The first thing they did was run all their political opponents out of the police force and hire a bunch of their own people. The Nazis understood, oh, you, you're welcome to have this department or that department. We'll handle the guys with the guns. Guess who's going to be running things in the end? The American communists are no different. They're no different at all. I mean, we talk about police forces. Let's talk about the NYPD. I mean, we can talk about any police force. It'll apply. Minnesota, Minneapolis's police force. This applies across the nation in these defund the police movements. But think how wonderful in the end... The defund the police movement has been for the American communist. Okay, you decided to dump all over all the cops. Cops are the bad guy. Cops are racist. Cops are the bad guy. Talented cops. Remember, there are a ton of really, really talented cops out there. They don't have to be cops. And they definitely don't have to be cops in a big city. I'm just going to use New York as an example. He doesn't have to be on the NYPD. He doesn't have to be a cop, period. This is a man. This is a woman with talent. With brains, multi-skilled. You're going to dump on me every day at my job? Well, I'll just leave and go do something else. I mean, if, if, if I had to show up every single day here and my employer, now they don't, my, the premier, that's my syndication company, they just could not possibly be more wonderful to me. They let me say whatever I want. I'd never get in trouble. It's wonderful. But let's say they weren't. What if they were garbage and they were just dumping on me every day. Every day I showed up and there were emails, even though I don't check my emails. There were emails and texts. Jesse, don't say this again. Jesse, this made us uncomfortable. Jesse, don't make any more Jewish jokes with Chris. Jesse, don't... Fa- Je- I mean, I'll just leave and go do something else. I'll, I don't, I'll go do something else. Obviously, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world sitting here in this chair. But if you're going to make my life miserable, I'll go do something else. So the cops, and this applies to the military as well... They're going to go do something else. Those NYPD police officers, they don't have to be a cop in de Blasio's New York and get dumped on for doing their job every day. They'll, they'll move down to the Florida suburbs, white picket fences, safe area. What's your main danger? You're pulling over some stockbroker for a DUI, saying hi to the pretty young soccer moms, no violence. They'll go walk that beat for another 20 years and retire. They don't have to wade through the crime and muck of New York. They'll leave. 
And what are you going to replace them with? Because you're not going to have an empty NYPD. You're going to replace them with a bunch of idiot dollars who do what they're told, when they're told. And soon you find yourself with an NYPD not of sharp, tough, talented cops, an NYPD full of communist lickspittles who will go and force any communist mandate they want. That's why you just recently saw some NYPD cops in Burger King harassing a seven-year-old trying to eat a Whopper. That's not the NYPD I know. Those aren't the cops I know, but that's what's coming. Same thing applies to the military. It's not just, remember, it's more than just the hard purge of vaccine mandates. They're already purging Marines and all these guys because the guys are saying, all right, I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm gone. So that's a hard purge. There's a soft purge, and there's two different aspects to the soft purge, and this is the biggest deal. And it's not something you it's not something you can taste and see and hear and feel right away. This is something that's years in the making. But I'm telling you right now, I talked to so many of these guys who are in, and it's happening. It's happening right now. What's happening is this. Good guys, the warriors, even a lot of the ones that went ahead and took the vaccine or whatnot, the warriors, they're looking around at all this woke military garbage, and they're disgusted. And these guys are talented, and these guys have options, man. You, you, you went and did 10, 12, 15 years in something like the Marine Corps or maybe one of these super high, super ninja types like the Green Berets. You were an SF guy or a Navy SEAL. I mean, you want to re-enlist. You love what you do. You don't have to. You know a million buddies starting this business, starting that business. You know a million mega, mega, mega wealthy corporations who will hire you for half a million bucks a year tomorrow to come in and be the head of security because you have endless options. So they're not going to stay. They're going to get out. That's part of the soft purge. And then there's the other part of the soft purge. And this, honestly, this might be the biggest deal. You're one of those... 17, 18-year-old, testosterone-filled alpha types. You know, the type of men who make nations, the type of men who lead nations, save nations, fight wars. You're in high school, junior, senior year high school, getting ready to graduate. Right now, you're, maybe you're on a football team, wrestling team, play baseball. You're looking at the United States military right now, all the trans, gay, woman insanity, hunting down those evil white supremacists. Are you looking at the military and saying, oh, I'm going in? Or are you saying, forget that, man. I'll, I'll go to college. I'll go to trade school. Part of the soft purge of the U.S. military is all the great guys, the future war heroes, those guys who would have won medals of honor, who don't even ever join. Ten years from now, instead of being a United States Marine, he's working his way up, his law firm, killing it out there. That's a big problem. All right. Now, speaking of putting your money where your morals are, I know you have a cell phone. Probably your whole family does. Where are you sending that money every month? And uh, there, you know, I've said this to you before. I'm not judging you. I've had Verizon. I've had AT&T and I've had T-Mobile. I've had them all. Have you seen the ads those companies run? Have you seen what those companies think about you and your values? You could just switch to Pure Talk. They share your values. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran, and they'll save you money. The average family saves over $800 a year, and they make switching 
cake. And I mean cake. I know. I did it. My whole family's on Pure Talk now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You're spending money on your mobile plan every month. Why not send it someplace that doesn't hate you? Switch to Pure Talk. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, do you have do you have that clip from the Today Show? This 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 just does not stop making me laugh or or cringe. I don't know the nationally accepted child abuse we have in this country. It is just it's it's something. The kids are back in the classroom. Um, what's what's the re- recommendation for our youngest learners? Okay, so we talked to Dr. John Torres about this because I actually just sent my kids out the door this morning, minutes ago, with two masks. He says, obviously, the KN95 and 95 are the most effective, but it can be really hard to find them in small kid sizes. And also, to keep them on your kids all day, they're not the most comfortable. So the second best option is to make sure you have a kid size surgical mask. And by the way, look at what a difference the kid size mask is from the adult size. So you really want to make sure you have one that fits your child's face. The best mask certainly is the one that your child will wear and keep on the yeah. whole day when they're in the classroom. Take that stupid mask off your kids. Your mask is stupid. You should take it off your kids. It's ridiculous. What we, I mean, honestly, what we've done to this country, I'll tell you what. Gosh. All right, back to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Remember, you can email your questions during the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com ask me anything it's all good over here dear mega handsome sombrero oracle if the republicans retake the white house in 2024 what do you think about trey gowdy for attorney general i think it'd be great he's a pit bull do you remember the whole Mueller investigation thing we brought this up a little bit last night but i know you remember the Mueller investigation Do you remember that all that took place under a Republican president, a Republican Senate, and a Republican House of Representatives? There were a lot of guys who made a lot of noise on television about one thing or the other, but there wasn't a lot of bite to go with the bark. Oh, don't get me wrong. There were great little five-second things you could see on the news. Not a lot of bite. Be very, very careful of the politicians who give you great sound bites and nothing concrete. A lot of guys give great sound bites. You know what? Instead of bagging on one of them, let me give a shout out to one of the good ones. Tom Cotton of Arkansas. Uh, you know how much I rail on this insanity, the rot going on in the military, right? We've been talking about it a lot tonight. You know how much I rail on that? Do you know whose office jumps all over these things the second they hit the news. Tom Cotton. It just came out uh, yesterday or the day before. I'm not sure. One of the one of those days it came out that the Air Force Special Operations, Air, Air Force Pararescue, they're called PJs. You know, BK, who comes on the show all the time, uh, they're, they're, they're awesome. They're studs. I mean, studs. There are a lot of those uh, special operations guys who say PJs are the toughest guys out there. They're, they're studs. They let some woman get through their course. She didn't hack it. She kept trying to quit. They kept putting her back in. Once you quit, you're done. That's part of it. They're trying to get you to quit. They just kept putting her back in and changing the standards so she could get through so they could be like, look at us, guys. We passed a woman. 
That information went public a couple days ago, thanks to BK. A buddy had reached out to BK, made it public. Guess which senator jumped all over it, and now generals are having to answer very difficult questions. Tom Cotton did. Tom Cotton did. That's someone who actually does something. So, I don't know about Trey Gowdy. Dear six foot eight looking great pink flower, questions. How many different ways can you say what, Chris? It's a question, an exclamation. It's multi-purpose. Will you make some merch for it? All right, I've had to answer this before. People, the whole what, Chris thing, it's so funny. See, I when you do radio, it's very it's it's odd a little bit. Uh, no matter how big the show is. I'm just sitting in here talking to myself or to Chris. It's just it's just me in a microphone. Remember the 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 quote audience to me according to my eyes, it looks the exact same now as it did when Chris and I were doing a seven to eight o'clock at night show on uh, KPRC, our local station here in Houston, great station. But seven to eight o'clock, one hour local station. Now it's all across the country, two hundred stations. That's but it looks the same to me. The whole what Chris thing, I didn't realize it was becoming a thing. It was never supposed to be a thing. It was just something that Chris is always mocking me and rolling his eyes at me when I'm being awesome, which is pretty much all the time. And so I would just tell him what. I don't realize when I'm saying something that it's going to catch on with a bunch of people. Chris, how many emails do we get a day of people wanting some kind of what Chris merch I, I've answered this before. I'm going to answer it again. I 100% am going to get merch for people. People want it. It really sucks because people reach out and be like, my kid listens all the time. He wants some merch. I can't get my – so definitely stuff for the kids and stuff like that. We're going to get some merch, all right? We are. We're going to get T-shirts and all that stuff made. I've looked into it before, and I've dabbled into it before, and my issue with it has always been – it's really, really hard to find stuff that's made in America. And that stuff matters to me a lot. I, I don't, I mean, as bad of a person as I am, you know, I'm never going to tell you I'm a good person. As bad of a person as I am, I really do love my country. And I really do believe in getting, in getting manufacturing back here and trying to buy. And it's, not, it's not possible to do it for everything, but trying as much as possible to buy things that are made in America. I believe in that. I it would feel icky to me to just create a merchandise shop so you know we can make some money and sell a bunch of stuff that's made in china it would it would i, w- I would not like that i i, I don't want to do that at all so the problem has been finding american made manufacturing and anything we ever have found is so much more expensive than other stuff and that I don't like either. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to try to act like I'm some selfless guy. I like money as much as the next man. But it would feel wrong to me if I have to, if I have to sell you a $45 t-shirt. A t-shirt should not cost $45. But if you, if you want to go with American-made manufacturing, that stuff gets criminally expensive now. It's really, really hard. It's very, very hard. I don't... I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but I'm going to find something. We are going to keep looking. We're going to get something so we can get some merch made. I just want – look, this is a case of I probably want my cake and eating it too. I'll probably end up just having to find a bunch of really expensive American-made stuff and just telling people, I'm sorry, it's American-made. 
That's probably what we're going to have to do. I want to find good prices for people of, of merch that's made in America. Now, maybe that's a stupid, naive pipe dream, and it's not possible anymore. Maybe it's just not. I mean, there's a reason a lot of stuff is foreign-made now. Maybe it's not possible. But I want to try and make sure that's possible. I'm going to try and get you merch. All right, we're going to not try. I'm going to get you merch at some point in time. No question about it. Okay? Now, before we move on and answer some really hard-hitting Jesse Kelly questions like phone etiquette, let me tell you about testosterone levels. Testosterone levels in our society right now are plummeting. I don't like medicines. You know that. I don't trust a lot of it. I don't like putting a bunch of that garbage in my body. So what are you going to do? I mean, testosterone levels are dropping. Man's testosterone levels drop anyway as he he gets older. So what's he going to do? What should you do? Chuck, C-H-O-Q, a bunch of patriots at Chalk, strong men who want to make sure America's testosterone levels go up and not down. They have two things that I take every day. They have a bunch of great products, but there are two I take every day personally. I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tongcat 100. Go to choq.com and use the promo code JESSE, and that gets you 50% off. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I'm going to get to your question about phone etiquette here in a minute, but I do want to do a little rewind. We opened up the show tonight and we were talking about massive lies the Democrats tell. And I made a comparison between the communists in North Korea. You know, Kim Jong-il scored a 38 under par on an 18 golfing. I mean, just this insane massive lies. And how people on the right get under the impression no one's going to believe this. People do believe the massive lies. A high enough percentage do believe the massive lies. And because the communist doesn't have any moral grounding at all, he'll continue to tell massive blatant lies. You remember my sky is green theory. I don't need to break it down for you right now, Chris, unless we have it recorded somewhere, which, which I don't think we do. But basically, the, the, uh, the theory is, long and short of it, is if the system woke up tomorrow and it wanted you to believe the sky is green, you may say to yourself, you would never believe that because you can look up right now. It's a blue sky. And maybe you wouldn't never believe that. But a huge percentage of the people would you know what, Chris? This is perfect. Do you have the sky is green thing? Here's my sky is green theory. It's a four-minute thing of my sky is green theory. These people could convince at least half the United States of America the sky is green. You don't believe me? Walk with me here through this theory once again. If they woke up tomorrow morning and they decided they wanted the American public to believe the sky is green, here's what would happen. They would do, well, just what they did with the economy. They called in the American media. This was a story that came out a couple days ago. The American media got called in by the Biden administration so they could change their messaging on the economy. They would call in the American media and have a meeting like that. Hey, guys, um, look, we're getting ready to roll out our Sky is Green program. Pretty ambitious. We need you guys, since you agree with us on everything, uh, we need you guys to go ahead and go along with that. president would get up, make a statement. His spokesman would make a statement. 
you'd be screaming, what are you talking about? I'm looking at the sky. It's blue. And yet media program after media program after media program would immediately begin running sky is green segments. And not just with the opinion hosts either. They wouldn't have to look far to find a scientist or 10 who relies on government grant money who will show up in his fancy degrees and his little his little bifocals and he'd say, look, I've been doing this research for years and I actually, I've known the sky is green. I can't believe there are idiots out there who think the sky is blue. You'd have Hollywood actor after Hollywood actor after Hollywood actor putting up little Instagram videos. Wow, what a green sky. They would make Hollywood movies, lots of them. In fact, probably all of them. And all of a sudden, the sky would be green in them? You'd have professor after professor after professor. We're not even talking about grade school yet. You'd have professors across the United States of America failing to pass college students who don't write down on their exam and acknowledge the greenness of the sky. Your kid, when you send little little Aiden, Jaden, and Braden off to kindergarten, they would be singing songs about the green sky, green sky, green sky. Half your pastors, you know the useless ones who were whining about white privilege last summer? Half your pastors would get up and say, look, I've, I've read the Bible and I'm telling you, Jesus would want you as a Christian to acknowledge the green sky. I know you're upset about it. Turn the other cheek. That's the only verse I know. They'd be writing songs about it. It would become federal policy with virtually every single department. The Pentagon, just like they now have a, a, a climate change division, the Pentagon would immediately be getting involved in things like this. In fact, your child, who you're so proud of, you got to send him off to West Point. He's going to graduate as, a, as an officer in the U.S. Army, an, an incredible degree. It's such an awesome thing. Only he would have to learn about the green sky while he was in school. There'd be books written. And people would write books about them, and then immediately they'd go on all the news programs, and those books would be promoted at the top of the page on every single book-selling website out there, time after time after time after time. Months, five, six months, you could go run a poll, and 50% of, the, of America would believe the sky was green. And you know I'm right. And you, right now, you can look up at the sky and say, Jesse, there's just no way. I'm looking at the sky the sky is blue. There's no possible way half the country will believe that sky is green. Half the country believes Donald Trump was a Russian agent. Half the country believes Brett Kavanaugh was an alcoholic serial gang rapist. Half the country believes America's cops are a bunch of racists hunting down black men for sport. Half the country believes... Half the country's gay. Half the country believes that SUV you drive is warming the planet or cooling it. I can't, I can't, I can't remember which one we're on now. Whatever, it's just changing. That's why they just went to climate change. That way, that way it's, it's all encompassing. Half the, comp- half the country believes women in this nation were oppressed before the passage of the 19th Amendment. Half the country believes America is an evil colonial power, uniquely evil, and we've done things that no other nation would dream of doing. Do I have to keep going? You see, the sky is green, and they can make people believe it if they want to. Man, that guy's brilliant. But, Chris, I thought that guy, I thought he really nailed it. I really love how his voice sounds. Honestly, I got lost there. I got lost in the sound of his voice, Chris. It's fine. <laughs> 
All right, no, but on to, on to my, on to my uh, point here. Sonia Sotomayor, she was obviously a Barack Obama pick for the Supreme Court. Sonia Sotomayor is making all kinds of headlines because there's a big COVID mandate argument going on today. Oral arguments. I'm not making a Kamala Harris joke. That's what they're called. Oral arguments going on about the COVID mandate. Sonia Sotomayor got up today and she had this to say country today than we had a year ago in January. Um, We have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators. Um, So saying it's a different variant just underscores the fact that without the without um, country today. Uh, every word she just said there is a lie. That is as big of a lie. Children on ventilators, 100,000. Every word she just said right there is a sky is green lie. And this is what I'm seeing a lot of from the right today. Oh, she's so stupid. Oh, sis, she's dumb. Oh, what an ignorant idiot. Oh, how did she not read beforehand? Everyone knows that's a lie. Wake up. Wake up up. Yeah, maybe she is dumb. She didn't say that because she's dumb. I'm dumb, and I know that's a lie. She said it because she's a dirty, vile, disgusting, lying communist without any moral grounding whatsoever who would tell any lie she could possibly come up with in order to justify her communist tyranny that she wants. She would say anything. Do anything to anyone in order to get what she wants done on this earth. Sonia Sotomayor may be an idiot. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that's not why she said we have 100,000 kids in the just about dead from, from coronavirus. She didn't say it because she's dumb. She said it because she's a liar. And she understands if you tell a lie often enough and you say it loud enough, a significant percentage of the population will believe that lie to be true. Sonia Sotomayor may be a moron, but before she's a moron, before she's a Supreme Court justice, wife, mother, sister, daughter, I don't know whatever she is, Sonia Sotomayor is a communist. And therefore, Sonia Sotomayor is a liar, and if given an opportunity, probably a murderer too just like every other dirty communist to ever walk this earth. Jesse, my question is phone etiquette. You know those phone conversations you have when the call gets dropped? Then there's the awkward moment when you don't know who is supposed to call back. Then you both decide to call each other back at the same time for the next 15 minutes to the busy tone. Who is supposed to call who back? What if it's your mom's call that drops? Then what? (laughs) He says, thanks. He didn't say I could say his name. All right. Now, this is actually a difficult question because this is something everybody runs into at some point in time. At some point in this day and age, you're going to have a call that drops. What do you do then? And, and especially what if it was an important call or what if, like he said, it's from your mom. I mean, you can't just leave your mom hanging out there. What is the appropriate phone etiquette 
if you're on a phone call and all of a sudden, boom, it drops. And of course, it always drops and you don't know it dropped. It always drops when you're talking and you get about five minutes into the story and you realize you haven't heard anything back anymore. And so you have to read that. You know, we're not going into that right now. I have a hard and fast answer for you on your phone etiquette, and I will have it for you in just a second. But first, allow me to save you some money and make your sleeping life better. You know you spend a third of your life in bed? One third. It's a staggering number when you think about it, right? Where'd you get your sheets? Be honest. Where'd you get your sheets? You know what I sleep in every single night? I sleep in the Giza Dream Sheets from my pillow. And to this day, my wife, who of course is also wearing her my pillow pajamas, <laughs> slips into these Giza Dream Sheets and she'll say things like, Oh, these are the best sheets ever. They really are. I mean, Giza's the world's best cotton. And of course, Mike Lindell would pounce on that and figure out a way to make the best sheets out there. And right now, they're buy one, get one free. I always tell people to buy two sets anyway. So when you take one off to wash it, you can just put the next set on, buy one, get one free. But you have to go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, and then they're buy one, get one free. Or you can call 800-845-0544. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. One more time, real quickly, Chris. Play Sonia Sotomayor one more time today. And remember, don't fall into this trap where you're trying to believe the best of other people. Well, she's probably just dumb. No, she may be dumb. She's a dirty, lying communist. Country today than we had a year ago in January. Um, We have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people is severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators. Um, so saying it's a different variant just underscores the fact that without... The, without um, 100,000 seriously ill children? That's a bald-faced lie. <laughs> what? Children on ventilators? Bald-faced lie. On purpose. They tell huge lies on purpose time and time again. All right, back to my Ask Dr. Jesse questions because it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. If you want to email us your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, those go to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The question was phone etiquette. You're on the phone, call drops. Who calls back? I know you're going to think I'm a monster, but I'm about to make it easy for you. Ready? They call back. You never do. Now, let me explain. Let me explain. While we're happy, obviously, the show's taken off. Everyone in the country isn't listening to the Jesse Kelly show right now. So if every single Jesse Kelly show listener would just abide by the rule of I won't call back, then the other person eventually will. You'll never get the busy signal, and it all works out. What we need is a mutual agreement, something we're assigned at birth where they say, you are the person who calls back, and you're the one who waits for the call. But since we don't live in that perfect world, 
We have to make adjustments. And because I am eventually going to be dictator one day of the Republic of Jesse, don't roll your eyes, Chris, because I'm going to be the dictator of Republic of Jesse, I'm giving you a rule now. Never call back, ever, even when it's your mom. But you should probably give mom a heads up ahead of time. Moms do appreciate that, that sort of thing. Hey, mom, just a heads up. I'm never calling back. Also, how wonderful are moms? And this is what I, not like that, Chris, geez, no, how wonderful is your mom? And I realize that doesn't apply to everybody. I actually have people in my own life whose own moms sucked. They were just monsters, just, just horrible people. And that's another thing. But for the most part, it is kind of adorable how much people love their moms, even late into their life, because mom was just, mom was always there to take care of you, right? She was, mom was always there. I remember when I was a kid. I used to watch the Dukes of Hazard all the time. I loved the Dukes of Hazard. What, Chris? I'm white trash. I can enjoy the Dukes of Hazard. Anyway, and my mom would make me bacon sandwiches, just bacon and mayonnaise on bread. Bacon sandwiches, and she'd give me a little pile of nacho cheese Doritos. And I'm talking when I'm like five or six years old. It's some of my earliest memories. And she would let me, because I wasn't allowed to watch a ton of TV. She'd let me sit down and eat my bacon sandwich and Doritos in front of Dukes of Hazard and The Price is Right. <laughs> I would watch The Price is Right bet with Bob Barker before he got in a little trouble because of the girls on the show. Was, oh, you don't remember that, Chris? You remember Price is Right, right? Bob Barker was their host forever. And, and part of Price is Right is they have all these dimes on there, the, the dimes that hold up the prices, and they, and they do the showcases, and you got a bunch of dimes out there. Well, apparently... Apparently, Bob Barker was a fan. All right. Apparently, he was a fan. I don't know the details. We're not going to besmirch Bob's name. Question. What would happen on Janu- if on January 6th, Nancy Pelosi had honored President Trump's request for National Guard? Thanks, awesome show. Thanks for saying things that need to be said. I can use his first name. His name is Bart. Yeah, people do forget that Donald Trump asked for the National Guard and Nancy Pelosi said no. I don't know what you want me to say. There's a growing amount of evidence that continues to grow that a lot of this looked like a government op. It looked like a government op. Have you seen the pictures floating around the internet lately of the green neon tape? I'll tell you what, Chris, do me a favor. I'll try to find it for you because you're probably dumb and won't be able to find it. But there's a a post out there on Twitter I want you to put it on the Jesse Kelly Show Twitter page, at Jesse Kelly Show. There are several pictures now people have, because this is the era of cell phone cameras and pictures. There were a bunch of people who were the ones who first breached the Capitol, kind of ringleaders and things like that. A bunch of them have some neon green tape on their heads, on their helmets, on their hats. You'll see what I'm talking about, Chris, when you look it up now. What's going on? What's going on with all the eyewitnesses that say they were telling us to come in? I mean, and let's be honest, it's not just eyewitnesses. There's videotape of this out there. You can look at videotape of some of this and they're stepping by letting people in. What happened that day? Why did it happen? And look at everything that's happened since then. The way the FBI has been further weaponized against the right. What's going on? You're allowed to ask these questions. Chris, did you just hear my voice get really high like that? What? I'm basically like Pavarotti, you know, what I, isn't that a singer or was that a race car driver? You know what? Forget it. We're going to move on. I think it was a singer, Chris. Either way, if it's a singer, that's who I'm like. Dear Mr. Crayon Eater. That's not nice. 
I was a Marine as well, although I was a stupid pogue and not a grunt like you. <laughs> pogue, pogue is P-O-G. It's a person other than grunt is what it means for you civilian types. Uh, the grunts, that means infantry in the Army and Marine Corps. They're, they're thought of, as, look, the grunts kind of look down on everyone else. I'll be honest. We kind of looked down on everybody else, and all the pogues know it too. I mean, we, we, we would... We would have to line up and and as as a company, we would have to line up for we'd have to go get shots or we'd have to go fill out paperwork. And a bunch of other companies would show up from around the base too. A bunch of other companies would show up from around the base, only they would be various pogue companies. And our company first sergeant would simply walk up and say, Oh, we're in the front of the line. And we'd be the last ones there. And they'd say, What do you mean you're at the front of the line? He's like, Yeah, we're the grunts. Go to the back of the line. We're doing whatever we want. <laughs> I'm not saying that's healthy. Uh, that's kind of how it worked. Look, there's a hierarchy out there. All right, there's a hierarchy. If you have to go out there and do grunt stuff every single day, you probably, a bit arrogantly, consider yourself to be better than other people. But see, I always thought I was better than everyone else anyway, Chris, so it worked fine for me. (laughs) Oh, shoot, I ran out of time. All right, I'll get back to her question next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is funny. We, do, As you can imagine, there's plenty of love and hate and whatnot that comes in the emails. Remember, all your emails, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They all go right to Chris. And everything, because we talk about everything on the show. There'll be stuff about communists or, or, or a million things about Ted Cruz or, or chips or, or whatnot. I don't know that anything created as much fire in everybody as Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, we get Phil Collins love, Phil Collins hate. Phil Collins was the man. Or I should say is the man. Is he dead, Chris? He's not dead? Oh, good. See? Good for Phil. Keep living, Phil. Back to the emails. From my experience, all Marines talk the same. You know what I mean. My question is, how do you turn it off? I'm back in the civilian division now, and I find myself either not speaking at all or kicking beep like I did in the Marine Corps until someone gets their stupid feelings hurt. Is this why you don't talk? I need advice. No, that's not why I don't talk. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I just prefer, I'm not shy, as, as you know, I'm not shy. I just, in social settings, I prefer to watch and observe and listen. You know, it's not like I don't ever talk at all. I just don't talk a lot. It's not at all what you would think. What, Chris? I understand I do a radio show and I understand it's a very weird thing. It is a weird thing. I don't, I'm not a big talker when I'm not on the air. I'm just not. Uh, but I enjoy, I enjoy, look, I enjoy this. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know why. But in social settings, I don't talk a lot. It's not because of, of people getting their feelings hurt. It's just because I watch. I like, I like to watch and listen. But that being said, I will tell you, I still struggle with the whole not in the Marine Corps thing. I still struggle with that to this day. Now, mine has a little bit of carryover from my father as well prior to the Marine Corps. I mean, the Marine Corps was not a big adjustment. You know, be brief, be direct, don't care about your feelings. That's my old man. You know, I, my old man would laugh at me if I, we were playing baseball and I threw a ball was terrible over his head. He'd just be like, oh, that's, that was nice. I mean, my old man would just, he'd just do it to you. So the Marine Corps isn't a big adjustment. 
I still have to be reminded to this day that that doesn't come off very well. Chris, look, you can ask Chris about it. Chris will edit emails. If we get an email, because we're always getting emails from from somebody, uh, not not corporate necessarily because they're awesome with us, but from uh, maybe maybe this particular station or maybe uh, the various news various news organizations. Like Fox News always wants me on. I'm always getting asked to come on Fox News and do a hit and stuff like that there. Or, or, or OAN or Newsmax or whatnot. Um, they're always asking me to come on and do some kind of hit somewhere. Well, Chris will reword my emails for me when I'm, if, if I get a chance to write them back. And I wasn't trying to be rude. He'd be like, no, I'm too busy. And Chris would be like, well, we, should we say, hey, maybe we'll get you next week or something? Like, he'll have to fudge them. My wife does this for me all the time. If I get a text message or I'm in some text exchange that's really important, and I'll tell her about it. You know, some somebody important, she'll say, hey, maybe I should read that before you hit send. And I'll, and I'll always, every time I'll look at it, and I'll be like, why? I, it looks fine. I told him exactly what I mean. And she'll say, I, I know. She's trying to be as nice as possible. She's not trying to be mean. <laughs> she tries to be as nice about it. She's like, I know. I know you think that, but that's not how it sounds. So just let me read it real quick if you don't mind. Uh, now, I'm 40. I was only in the Marine Corps for four years. I got out when I was, what, 23? I don't know that it ever gets turned off, right? You just have to be, you just have to be careful with it. It's, it's been, look, it was a huge adjustment for me. Honestly, it probably lost me my two congressional races. Remember, I ran for Congress twice in Arizona. The first race, the one that I lost by 4,000 votes, almost undoubtedly I lost it because they asked me on camera what I thought of Social Security. And I said, oh, it's the biggest Ponzi scheme in human history, which, I mean, it is. It's not even debatable. It's the biggest Ponzi scheme in human history. It's not me saying I want to take away your Social Security check. It is a Ponzi scheme. They took in the money, and then they blew all the money, and now the money they have to give out, they're funding it with the money they're still taking away from. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's what it is. Apparently, you're not supposed to say that. I said it, and my opponent, who was Gabrielle Giffords at the time, my opponent started running ads. Oh, Chris, you have the ad? Oh, listen, listen, this look off of that. This is the ad they ran against me that cost me the election. Why are they distorting Jesse Kelly's record? Because Ron Barber wants to hide that he supports Obamacare, which will cut $500 billion from Medicare. Our seniors deserve better. I'm Jesse Kelly. Chris, that's the wrong ad. That was the pro Jesse Kelly ad. Not that I didn't love that. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We don't have it got to the point where there were, especially older folks, as you can imagine, would come up to me in public, Republicans, and saying, oh, I'm voting for Gabrielle Giffords because you want to take my Social Security away. There's a cost to being that direct. Life requires a bit more finesse than I'm able to muster up sometimes. Now, oddly, it translates okay to radio. It does really well. People enjoy it. Uh, It doesn't work that well in the political world. Hi, Jesse. My name is Aziz. I think that's how you say that. Aziz? Aziz? Uh, I'm emailing you from Jordan. He said, a Middle Eastern country, in case you didn't know. You know what? That's not very nice. I'll have you know my community college was accredited, and I know where Jordan is. I'm a fan of your show and an even bigger fan of your burgers. I know you are, Aziz. I like your history segments because I'm a fan of history. I was wondering if you have any thoughts on famous Arabic or Muslim world uh, war leaders from back in the day. I know you're interested in historical military leaders, and the Arabic history is filled with great strategic minds and interesting historical battles. 
Just something I thought to send. Stay well. I love the show. There actually are a lot of great Muslim war leaders back in the day. Great Muslim war leaders. There, uh, Ottoman Empire had a bunch of really, really cool ones. Ataturk is one of them. He's the one that came up with that great line. This is in World War One. I'm not at, I'm not ordering you to fight. I'm ordering you to die. That's what he told us. Oh yeah, he's 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 revered like a god there. Uh, Saladin there. There is a lot of them. You know what? I actually will do some of these Middle Eastern ones when I start doing history podcasts again. Uh, that, there's there's a lot of fascinating history, and all those wars were really religious wars for the most part. No, Chris, it's not all about you people. Oftentimes, it was Christians versus the Muslims. It was it was it was an interesting time for sure. And yeah, yeah there's a lot of fascinating stuff there. Dear four eyed pink flower. I'm currently I currently live in Arizona, as you know. It's quickly turning blue thanks to subintelligent refugees out of California, California not learning their lesson. I've decided to make a tactical retreat to a state that still stands a chance. Despite my love for Heavy D, I've settled in South Carolina, specifically the Charleston area, because it's closer to my aging parents. Gosh, South Carolina and Charleston is so stupid cool, man. I love South Carolina. I've got to get down there. Anyway. I haven't spent any significant time in the area, and I don't know exactly where to go. I'm in my early 30s and single, so something near the city where I can mingle with Southern Belle Dimes would be ideal. But because I'm not super important rich celebrity like you are, what, Chris? Affordability is important. (laughs) If you or your awesome listeners have any suggestions where to look, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for all you do, and keep fighting the good fight. It says I can say his name. His name is Zach. I would move to Mount Pleasant if I were you, Zach. Mount Pleasant is one of those suburbs of Charleston. Uh, now, it's it's close enough to the city itself that you can venture down into Charleston and chase down a southern bell, as you should, my friend. You can do that, move to Mount Pleasant. But also, I'm going to tell you something else. On top of chasing dimes in the Charleston area, you need to go eat somewhere. And I, I, have to, I have to start being careful endorsing all these places, Chris. The guy may be a freaking communist for all I know. In Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, there's a restaurant called, called Page's Okra Grill. Page's Okra Grill. If I remember right, it's P-A-G-E-S. I hope it hasn't shut down from COVID. Oh, my gosh. The last time I was in there, I had pimento cheese fries. Just they have a million things like, oh, Chris, there's a line out the door for this place. It's fantastic. Go to Mount Pleasant, move there, find a dime, and take her to Paige's Okra Grill and hope she doesn't eat all your fries. All right? And while you're there, start ordering some chalk products because they're natural herbal supplements. U.S. manufacturing and the guys at Chalk, I want you to understand something about the guys at Chalk. Because I tell you, I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tomcat 100 every day. I take it every day, and I have a deal for you right now. But let me tell you something about these guys at Chalk. You know how much they believe in what we believe in? They called us saying, we believe in what they're doing on the show. We want to become partners. You understand how much that, you understand how awesome that is? When you deal with chalk, you're not just getting natural herbal supplements. You're dealing with a company full of patriots, and they're worried about America's testosterone levels, as they should be. Go. Go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, and get their Chalk Daily and their Tongcat 100. And when you use the promo code JESSE, you get 50% off, 5-0. C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. Go. That's what I take every single day. 
Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Yes, it is almost over, but don't forget you can email your questions in still. We still get to them throughout the week, and we'll get to them next Friday. Jesse at JesseKellyShow.com One more thing. Your kids. You have kids age 7 to 11? Grandkids, maybe? Nieces, nephews? Kids have to be taught critical thinking skills. It's just not something that kids just have naturally because you happen to have it. They have to be taught it. And one of the biggest dangers these days with too much screen time for all kids, mine included, they don't learn them. You know, everything's spoon-fed to you. Everything's on demand now. When I tell you about Annie's Genius Box... It's honestly, it's not because it's fun. Yeah, it's very fun. The kids love it. Even the top secret mission envelope and all that stuff. The kids love that stuff. It's because it makes them think. It teaches them critical thinking skills. It teaches them imagination while they build hovercrafts and examine fossils and do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Teach your kids to think. and go When you go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio, you save 75% on your first box. You're going to love it. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. All right. Now, listen. Chris asked before I get back to the questions during the break because I was just talking about uh, Paige's Okra Grill on Mount Pleasant. Chris asked, he said, how is it you know a restaurant everywhere? I get it from my dad. My family. Now, there's a good and a bad to everything, right? You know. You listen to the show. I have an unhealthy obsession with food. And the wife just flat out calls it that. She says it's not healthy. It's not right. She tells me I look at food the way other men look at other women. I'll all be looking at things. We'll be going out to eat. And I'll be, I'll be on my phone browsing the menu in pictures of the food because I'm trying to get myself worked up. And I'll bring her a picture. And I still, I'm so excited. It still doesn't occur to me to this day she's not like that. And I'll be showing her the picture, and she'll just be looking at me with that look on her face that says, you cannot be serious right now. You're scouting the restaurant ahead. Of, what's wrong with you? In my defense, if I have to defend myself, let me defend a couple things. One, we Kellys do eat well on things like Christmas and Thanksgiving when you're suffering through your disgusting turkey and we're eating you know, other better stuff. We Kellys do eat well, but two, I get it naturally. I've traveled around a lot, you know. Well, so has my old man. He did that before me, working construction. Just In construction, you got to go where the work is. It's just the way it is. My old man can tell you to this day where to eat in every town he's ever been. He can tell you where to eat, and he can tell you what to order there. That's just a fact. That's awesome, Chris. Look, it's awesome. It's very healthy. It's definitely very healthy to have food affect your mood, like some people get in the mood for foods. Oh, I'm in the mood for Mexican food. I'm in the mood for Italian. I'm in the mood for this. I have such an unhealthy relationship with food. It affects the food itself affects my mood. If I have a great meal, Chris can tell you this by now. We've worked together for so long. The wife definitely can tell you. If I have a great meal, I'm just in a better mood. It's so not healthy. And if I have a bad one or they screwed up my order, I'm just not that pleasant to be around. Uh, just not that pleasant to be around until I get a good meal. I'm just nasty. You know, hours for hours. I'm down. It's gosh, it's really not good. I should go to therapy, Chris. I've never heard about Biden stuttering until last year. There was never any indication or mention until he started stumbling as he is now. 
I'm not making light of his possible disability. I'm just saying the left will say anything. Well, yeah, that's because Joe Biden doesn't have a stutter. Joe Biden has dementia. Joe Biden, look, I've been around enough people with it. It's a terrible thing. I'm not making light of it. Maybe you have someone in your life who's going through it right now. It's, it's a uniquely terrible thing to have the people in your life forget who, they, who you are, forget who they are. I mean, that's, that's tough. That's tough. So I'm not making light of it. But what they did was they tried to get ahead of Joe Biden's endless speaking shortcomings by rolling out all that stutter nonsense. That's all that was. They knew. Look, behind the scenes, remember, Behind the scenes, we have reports. We've I've given you the rumors behind the scenes. Jen Psaki herself is not given access to Joe Biden. They shield Joe Biden away from his own press secretary. How bad is Joe Biden's mental ability that even his own press secretary can't have the truth revealed to her? So they know, behind the scenes, they know we're not dealing with a functional adult here at all. They know that. So they had to come up with something. And what they do, the communist does this very, very, very well. They tried to come up with a shield that would protect him from criticism. They do this all the time with every issue. Uh, who was that idiot kid, Greta Thunberg or whatever? that was going about on about climate change for the longest time, and the left decided to hold her up like some goddess. Why? Because she was a teenage girl. And she thought, well, they won't insult a teenage girl, and if they do, we can say, look, they're insulting a teenage girl. They do it with veterans a lot now. You know, there's no shortage of idiot communist veterans out there, and so they start idiot communist veterans groups. And then they'll say, as a veteran, I think we should purge all the unvaccinated. They did the same thing with Donald Trump. Remember at the Democrat convention, they had that gold star family who'd lost their son in, I think it was Afghanistan. They had the gold star parents step up and just start, just totally partisan, just savaging Donald Trump for it. And then when Trump came back at them, they said, whoa, Trump's attacking gold star parents. They did the exact same thing with Joe Biden's stutter. They knew, they know they're dealing with a human being who is going downhill rapidly mentally. They simply tried to find a way to make it so you, in your good nature, your nice nature, would not criticize him. So it became, oh, poor Joe. Look at how he's overcome this stutter. What a success story. Stutter and Joe got by it. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, don't make fun of Joe. He has a stutter. Are you trying to put down people who stutter? They do that all the time. The communist is masterful at using the human shield. Masterful at it. Dear Dr. Oracle of Pink Flower Gay Bears. <laughs> Remember that guy who called me a gay bear, Chris? I still don't know what that means. I don't want to know. You were talking about Jewish people in their liberal slash conservative voting proclivities on Thursday's show, which got me thinking. Do you find it odd, given history, that Israel would require a mandatory vaccination of their entire population with the vaccine? It's a bit ironic, don't you say? No, it's not ironic when you actually know about the, the, the foundation of Israel. A lot of the people who founded Israel, yes, they were Zionists, obviously. They wanted Israel to have their own country again. But a lot of them were. This was at a point in time where a lot of the Israelis, a lot of the Jews around the world, they were communists. Because communism was seen as 
something that was rebellious against the kings in regimes that were oppressing Jews. So that drew a lot of Jews into communism. Israel, now, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll criticize Israel. I'm happy to, but I'm an Israel, Israeli fan. I love how they handle their foreign policy, how they murder terrorists. But Israel was not a free country. It's not a free country at all. It wasn't founded in that way at all. I mean, there were flat-out socialists were part of the founding of Israel. That's just the truth of it all. So there, on that light note, <laughs> now that we've wrapped that up in 15 seconds, I'm going to go have a weekend. You go do the same. Put a smile on your face. Keep your chin up. That's all.